is the Live Authentic Podcast, episode number 12, Recognizing Healthy and Unhealthy Thoughts. Hello, 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 my friends. How are you? So welcome to episode number 12. I can't believe it's 12 episodes already. I am so psyched. I hope you're all well. Uh, If you are new here to the Live Authentic podcast, let me give you a quick introduction about me before I dive into today's topic. I'm Purnima or as a lot of people call me Nima. I'm a certified life coach, NLP practitioner and a mentor for women entrepreneurs. I started my coaching practice called Live Authentic Coaching last year and my mission is to empower women through coaching. I work one-on-one with mums, mumpreneurs, working women, homemakers and any woman really interested and ready to create the life they love. You guys can check out more on what I do at www.liveauthentic.me. That is www.liveauthentic.me. So why am I here? My friends, through my blog and podcast, I really want to put as much quality and good information out in the world as I can. I work directly with my clients, but there are so, so many who are not ready financially or otherwise to come into one-on-one coaching. So this is my way of reaching out and putting useful information out in the world. And I really hope it finds you at a time and place it can benefit you. So thank you for being here. Today's topic uh, is a heavy one. It's a long one. So take time to listen in parts and come back if you need to. The topic is recognizing healthy and unhealthy thoughts. There are three parts to this episode. In the first part, I'll be talking about identifying and getting self-aware of our thoughts. In the second, I'll be talking about unhealthy thinking styles. And in the third, how we can develop healthy thoughts. If you want to take away one golden nugget from this episode, then this is it. Events are neutral. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our action and action creates results, positive or negative. So let me just break that down. I'm going to talk first about events. Events just happen, as you know, from the time we wake up in the morning to the time we go to bed. Events in our day can be big, they can be small or even internal experiences. We have no control whatsoever on our events or external circumstances. Very often, very often, we think that it's our events that drive our feelings and actions while in fact it is our thinking. So let me go to thoughts. The same event, the same event can be processed and experienced differently by different people. While we have no control over our events, we have absolute control over our thoughts, what we think of the event and what it means. Most of the time, thoughts are so fast that we don't even know it's happening. But if thoughts are so powerful and we have absolute control over them, then how can we get in charge of them? So, the first thing is self-awareness. The main reason, the main reason we feel we don't have control over what we are thinking is because we are simply not aware. 
So self-awareness is the first step to identifying your thoughts. Most of us work on autopilot. We get into a pattern and do what we do without actually thinking or being aware. It's so important to get mindful of the mind and ask ourselves why we think the way we think. After an event, we can ask ourselves, what just happened? What am I thinking about now? What do I want to do? Then it's identification. Once you get more and more aware of your thoughts, you know, more self-aware, it's absolutely critical to check if you are having a healthy thought or an unhealthy thought. Healthy thoughts are rational, productive and inspire healthy actions. Unhealthy thoughts are cognitive distortions and are often very irrational. It makes you feel bad and leads to negative behavior. These thoughts create a negative spiral leading to negative feelings and ultimately poor results. Shifting. So this is the third one. Once we have identified our thoughts as healthy or unhealthy, we can start the process of shifting. This is deep work that require uh, advanced skills. So I would definitely recommend working with a certified life coach or look for other resources, including books, neuro-linguistic programming and cognitive behavior therapy to help you with this change work. But for the moment, my friends, here is the mantra. Events plus thoughts is equal to feelings, which leads to action. My first introduction to thoughts, whether it is unhealthy or healthy ones, came to me a few years ago when I started working with a professional to help me with change work. I had assigned a lot of, you know, in quotes, failures to events, circumstances and people in my life. It felt very easy to be a victim and blame my external circumstances. The society I grew up in attached a stigma, a big stigma to mental health and change work. And when I finally gathered the courage to go and seek resources to help myself, I realized that it absolutely changed my life. My shifts and breakthroughs motivated me to take responsibility for my thoughts, feelings and actions and do bigger and better things. It brought me back, uh, you know, it brought me closer to my life purpose of creating change. So my work in cognitive behavior therapy, CBT and neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, makes me aware of states and unhealthy thoughts. I practice this every day in my life uh, through journaling uh, and I want to share some thoughts with you on unhealthy thinking patterns so it can help you too. In a way, if you really don't know what unhealthy thinking patterns are or what are really unhealthy thoughts, then it's really different and difficult to get self-aware of them. So uh, let me tell you a little bit more. So unhealthy thoughts are cognitive distortions and often often are irrational. It makes you feel bad and leads to negative behavior. Here are some of the unhealthy thinking patterns and styles. I'm going to go through a few of them and you can see if you can relate to any. So the first type of unhealthy thought is black and white or all or nothing. This is an extreme style of thinking where we believe it's all good or it's all bad. I forgot to pack my daughter's snack, so I'm a bad mother. 
I made a typo in my presentation, so the whole thing is junk. I'm the only one who made handmade cookies, so probably I'm the only mom who cares. So can you see this? These are extreme black and white or all or nothing thoughts. The second one is overgeneralizations. These are global sweeping statements and thoughts based on a single event. I came late today, so I suck at time management. I got a poor grade. I'm sure my professor hates me. I got a poor review at work, and that's because my colleagues upstage me all the time. These are all overgeneralizations. The next one is disqualifying positives. This style of thinking is when we disregard positive evidence by deciding they are not important or they really don't count. This is a very interesting one because we don't even notice that we do it. For example, I got a promotion at work, but that doesn't really count. I got invited to her party only because she feels sorry for me. The next one, fortune telling or mind reading. We do this a lot. Forecasting the future based on absolutely no real evidence. The thought, I know what is going to happen. If I talk to my husband about this, he will freak out. What's the point of applying for this job? I'm not going to get it anyway. What's the point of eating healthy? I'm never, ever, ever going to lose weight anyway. So this is fortune telling. How often do we do this? The next one, the next style of unhealthy uh, thinking style is mental filtering. This type of thought focuses only on negative evidence regarding disregarding all positive aspects. I'll give you, I'll explain this with an example. You volunteer to organize an event at your daughter's school. The event and organization is appreciated and praised by 90% of other parents. But you dwell and you dwell and you focus on the 10% who gave you feedback that you could have done better or used some more resources. This leaves you convinced, absolutely convinced that you didn't do well. So you don't enjoy the praise of the 90% and you also decide not to participate anymore in any further events. This, my friends, is mental filtering. The next style, name calling. I really want to stress this because how you talk to yourself really matters. So name calling is when you verbally abuse yourself. For example, I didn't have time to cook a meal from scratch so I'm a lazy slob. I didn't get through the interview. I am such a loser. I sent the wrong email to the wrong person. Oh my God, I have to be really dumb. How many times do we kind of use these things how, how many times do we do this verbal abuse towards ourselves so and that definitely is not a healthy thinking style the next one my goodness we do it all the time i've been famous for doing this it's called catastrophizing thinking that the worst case scenario is actually going to happen you send the law, wrong letter to a client at work and then you think I'm, i will lose my job then I won't be able to pay my bills and I will lose my house. I forgot to put my, a jumper on my baby and she will fall sick and I'll be stuck at home for days. 
I had a massive fight with my husband. He will leave me. This is catastrophizing. Thinking of the worst case scenario and playing it in your mind over and over again that it's actually going to happen. The next style is rules, shoulds, musts. Setting rules and believing that this is the only way things can be. Anything else is bad. I'll give you an example. A good mother must make a balanced meal every single day. I should play football because all my siblings do. Rules. The next one is personalization. A person engaging in personalization will automatically assume responsibility and blame negative events that are not under their control. For example, my husband drinks because of me. I drink because my life sucks now. My daughter is not doing well at school because I'm a working mother. This style of thinking is also called the mother of guilt because of the feelings of guilt, shame and inadequacy it leads to. If you can relate to any of the above unhealthy thinking thoughts I've you know, listed and I've spoken about, then it's useful to check what triggers them. A trigger inflames you to have an unhealthy thought and it's often very helpful to know what your triggers are. So my friends, before I go into healthy thoughts, I want to give you a small exercise to help you identify your unhealthy thinking styles. Try this as a week progresses. In fact, even if you want to, you can, you know, listen to this exercise, pause and come back, do the exercise, come back in a couple of days and even listen to the next part of the podcast. So here's the exercise. Step one, write down an event that occurs in your life this week. It can be big or it can be small. Observe what your triggers are. Step two, Write down the unhealthy thought. Step three, identify your type of distortion. So was it catastrophizing? Was it personalization? Was it fortune telling? Step four, what is your rational response to the unhealthy thought? Write that down. If you find this helpful, keep a journal and do this thought work till the end of the week. Uh, you can also work in depth with, you know, your uh, coach if you have one or, you know, a change work professional to create powerful changes in your life. So, so far I discussed unhealthy thoughts, cognitive distortions, what they are and how they want, how you can identify. Now, in this part of the episode, I want to go a step further and, this, and shine the spotlight on finding out who your inner coach is to help you cultivate your healthy thoughts. Before I talk about your inner coach or healthy thinking styles, I also want to touch on this concept of self-love. I'm sure you've heard the statement so many times, you have to love yourself first. Self-love right now, this word is a buzzword. For years, I wondered what that even meant. I didn't, you know, when I was going through a lot of trouble and, you know, having issues, I didn't feel a lot of love for myself. And this whole concept sounded like a bizarre puzzle. I even thought, isn't it so weird to be in love with myself? Wouldn't that be totally narcissistic? Of course, it didn't help that I was going through serious patches personally and professionally and all I could hear were unkind words. 
So how would self-love even land when the words of my huge inner critic were so loud? As my journey towards self-growth and development progressed, I realized that love is not necessarily a feeling, but love is a choice, one that prioritizes the well-being of other people, including myself. We are all perfectly capable of love and know what it's like to love others. For example, we know how to love our children, our friends, our pets. But somehow when it comes to being kind to ourselves, we just pretend not to know how. A healthy, happy person should be able to have a genuine loving relationship with oneself. This means treating ourselves with the same kind of compassion and devotion that we offer other people. One of the best ways to cultivate this habit of self-love and healthy thought is to look inside and find our inner coach, captain or leader. Our inner coach is a wiser, supportive, motivating voice that exists within all of us. And now if you're going, you know, and thinking, hold on, no, I really haven't heard this voice. Then I ask you, my friends, to go deep in and listen. You'll find that your inner coach is one who speaks to you kindly, yet firmly, compassionately and wisely. Your inner coach can be male or female, uh, it can be someone who inspires you and wants the best from you. It could be a parent, a friend, your dog, um, an aunt, a teacher, a character from a book. The inner voice, the inner coach offers guidance, reassurance and emotional support rather than criticizing or being negative. The coach sets firm limits that support our health and well-being. So once you really look and listen, the distinction between your inner coach and your inner critic will become very, very clear to you. So here's my take. Find your inner coach. Finding your inner coach is the first step towards self-love and cultivating healthy thoughts. Your inner coach will teach you how to have a great relationship with yourself. That means swapping the unhealthy, irrational thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm such a loser. Why can't I get anything right? To healthy ones that genuinely help you grow and reach your potential. Now, once you find your inner coach, he or she can work with you on shifting your unhealthy thinking styles to healthy ones. I'm going to offer you a few healthy thinking styles. Here's your first one. Rational thinking. This is a very powerful, very, very powerful thinking style. It's creating thoughts based on evidence and facts. Here's an example of a rational thinking style. Just because I made a typo in my presentation doesn't mean I'll get a poor review. I can't tell the future. The second healthy thinking style, compassion. A style of thought that has empathy for the context, thoughts and feelings of yourself and others. An example, given today's circumstances, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be kind to myself. Three, gratitude. Noticing and appreciating what's good and right in every situation. An example, 
I am grateful that I have the opportunity to learn from this problem. Optimism. Thoughts based on identifying the best case scenario. For example, yes, I'm on a budget and I can't stay in a fancy place. I still can have the most amazing holiday and create those incredible memories. The next thinking style, I love it. It's called the growth mindset. This is a thinking style that shows us that imperfection is a sign of growth, learning and development and that effort absolutely counts. I'm going to say that again. This is a thinking style that shows us that imperfection is a sign of growth. It's a sign of learning and development and that effort absolutely counts. For example, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm getting so much better. If I work harder, I'm sure I'll improve tremendously. Another thinking style, gray is good. This is the opposite of black and white or all or nothing thinking. The gray thinking style is when we can see both sides of a situation. For example, I didn't get invited to the party. We are not as close as we used to be, but that doesn't mean she hates me. So sitting in gray is a good thinking style. The last one, flexibility. Letting go of rules, shoulds, musts and cultivating preferences. Here's one. I prefer to have my coffee first thing in the morning, but if that doesn't happen, it's okay. Being flexible. Those that I offered you were healthy thinking styles. My friends, I know this episode has been quite a heavy one and I've shared a lot of information with you. So I highly recommend that you listen to it again Take breaks, do the exercises and take notes if required. Understanding and observing your triggers that lead to unhealthy thinking styles and getting self-aware is so critical for you if you want to shift to healthy thinking styles so you can take the right kind of action that serves you. If you want to do some deeper work on self-love, connect to your inner coach or work on shifting unhealthy styles to healthy ones, I highly encourage you to work with a life coach who can hold the space and help you through this amazing process. You can always reach out to me for a sample session. So that's it for me uh, on this topic, my friends. Find me on iTunes and Stitcher at the Live Authentic Podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you feel this uh, has served you, then please share it with a friend or colleague who might find it useful too. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And remember to be your authentic selves daily. Be well. Bye.